welcome to this week's episode of the Modern Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Cook. And today we're going to be talking about one of the most underrated superpowers you can harness at work, vulnerability. Last year, I got a call from Alex, a leader in a consumer products business. He was preparing to make a pretty big change in his organization. New roles, reporting lines, products, a pretty big deal. We've done a lot of change in the past, he told me. Our analysis is always spot on. Our products and structures are right. But something always falls apart. We lose productivity, we lose talent, and we lose steam. He was looking for a different outcome this time. Luckily, that is just my jam. He showed me his change plan, chock full of cells, lines, and boxes. He had thought it all through, just as he had done every time before. Great, I said. Now, tell me about what you don't know. What anxieties, questions, and concerns do you have? And what does your team have to say about all that? He stared blankly. Then he explained that his job was to deliver clarity, confidence, and answers, not questions, uncertainty, and risk. This, my friends, was our big moment. Alex didn't need more intelligence or analysis. That was already working for him. What he needed was some vulnerability. And chances are, in certain moments, so do you. So let's dive into what vulnerability is, why it serves us, and how you can bring it to life. In the fourth most watched TED Talk of all time, according to TED, researcher Brene Brown describes vulnerability as uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. But vulnerability is often mistaken for weakness. When we speak of illness, for example, we flag certain populations, like the elderly, as being the most vulnerable or the most likely to fall ill. But the brand of vulnerability we're talking about here has more in common with the Incredible Hulk than elders like, say, Betty White. Although, don't we all hope Betty White turns out to be invincible? Real vulnerability is a show of strength, not weakness. The Brene brand of vulnerability requires courage and confidence. It involves being honest about what you know, what you don't know, what scares you, and where you need support from others. So why is allowing yourself to be vulnerable at work so powerful? Showing vulnerability grants you permission not to know everything, to have doubts about your ideas. It lets you ask questions, try something and fail, and invite others to contribute ideas. And these practices at work, according to Entrepreneur Magazine, create trust, collaboration, innovation, and motivation, all drivers of better business outcomes. So back to Alex. How did he pave a path to success with vulnerability? And how can you do the same? When our conversation began, he believed his job was to be a beacon of confidence and knowledge. His role was to provide answers, not seek them. So perhaps unsurprisingly, uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure did not sound like a winning strategy to him. But he trusted me, so we rolled with it. We discussed and mapped out some strategies he could use to harness his soon-to-be superpower, and it changed the game for him. Here are the areas we focused on. First, he learned to humbly say, I don't know. Vulnerability doesn't equal helplessness. It's not about showing up with a blank stare and no idea. Instead, it's saying, 
I know some things, but not all of them. After looking at Alex's change plan, I said, it sounds amazing. But tell me, once this change goes live, how will finance need to update its dashboards to reflect new metrics? How will sales and client management need to collaborate differently to address new market segments? And Alex finally muttered those three magic words. I don't know. Of course you don't, I said. No job description I have ever read or written has listed total knowledge of any and all things as a requirement. Whether you're a CEO or a junior analyst, your job is to deliver the best ideas and outcomes, but they aren't all required to come from your mind alone. And in my experience, the wisest ideas harness collective wisdom, the kind that can be accessed only through vulnerability. Alex pulled his leadership team together, and as they prepared to hear his confident and fully formed plan, they stared in astonishment as he delivered the opposite. There was much, of course, that Alex did know, and we would get to that. But the intent of this discussion was to focus on what he didn't. And that set the tone for an open dialogue unlike any his team had had before. Now your turn. Look at your goals or your to-do list. What is one thing whose answer you don't know completely? Second, boldly ask those around you. When your armor is up, there is no room for others to offer ideas. On the other hand, showing humility, admitting you don't know it all because you don't, opens the door to conversation. Remember, vulnerability isn't the absence of knowledge. It's the openness to say, here's where my knowledge ends and I need yours to begin. For Alex, he had rich information at very high levels, targets, numbers, and expected outcomes. But vulnerability allowed him to recognize he had no idea how people's jobs, their daily experience of work, would change. What questions or anxieties would they have? So he asked his team to help him think that through, and their insights were enlightening. Now it's your turn. Remember that one thing you don't have an answer for? Who can you ask for input? Number three, fearlessly acknowledge uncertainty. By saying, I don't know, and asking questions, Alex invited insights from his team. But the next level of vulnerability required him to say, here are the parts of my plan I'm kind of anxious about. This meant pulling down the mask of confidence but it unlocked the team's ability to proactively problem-solve. This is another benefit of well-placed vulnerability. Only once you let your guard down can you safely say things like, I'm worried the changes in reporting lines will leave customers confused or let down. How can we prevent this from happening? Now your turn. What has you feeling anxious or uncertain? And whose wisdom can you tap into to help you problem-solve? And finally. Bravely try something new and fail. As Brene Brown shares in a Business Insider piece, some of the most innovative organizations have failure festivals in which leaders can talk about their mistakes and share lessons learned. Asking for information and ideas was one thing for Alex, but leaning into public failure? That terrified him. But here's the thing about failing. It's inevitable, and you have two choices pretend it didn't happen and save face, or lean in and let it teach you. Early in my business, when I was designing and facilitating executive meetings, 
my priority was always to seem like the expert in control of the situation. But I work with people, and people can be unpredictable. Sometimes I'd be running a meeting and things weren't going as planned. People would seem uncomfortable or disengaged. So I'd work hard to hide that, white-knuckling the conversation back on track. Then one day, I took a risk. I stopped mid-meeting and I said, Hey, it feels like engagement has dropped off. Maybe the conversation I designed isn't the one you need to have right now. So help me understand, what would be most valuable to you in this moment to ensure we achieve our objectives? This, people, was the scariest thing I had ever done. But the team answered my call, and our unscripted meeting delivered. Expertise comes in many forms. Sometimes expertise is about what you know. Other times, it's about knowing what you don't know and being able to flex. So how did this apply to Alex? Remember, he wanted this change to land differently than previous efforts. Enter vulnerability. He asked people around him to help spot past failures and course correct this go around. By asking, what have I done wrong in the past? He gained some valuable and actionable insights. A few things he learned from his team. One, memos are fine, but they're not enough. People need live Q&A sessions where they can pose even the dumb questions. Two, you can focus too much on numbers and data. We want to hear stories of customers interacting with our new strategy. And three, we need more training on the new technology. A year has passed since Alex's call to me, and I can tell you this change went better than expected. Approaching any project with this sense of vulnerability can be scary, but I challenge you to experiment with it. Hey, I'll go first. I have expertise in workplace success, but my experience like yours has its limits. So let me ask you listeners, what is one essential area of workplace success that I haven't thought to cover? Modern Mentor is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Dan Firebend with script editing by Adam Cecil. Our operations and editorial manager is Michelle Margulis. Our assistant manager is Emily Miller. And our marketing and publicity assistant is Davina Tomlin.